<laughs> All right. That's how Mikey, we do it. Sean Dizzle. Mikey Dizzle. <laughs> what is up? We're doing this thing, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. Happy recording day. Uh, happy recording day. Yeah, buddy. And you know what? Congrats on the new babe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maximus Levi Hines. It's a boy. Here's the church. Here is the steeple. Open the door and we're all people. Welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives the discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. It's the boy. I lost 50 bucks to my wife on that one. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. She did say, she's like, what do you think it is? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I think it's a boy. So she was right. You didn't throw your you didn't throw your hat in and say it's a girl. Nope, I said I don't care what it is. We're gonna find <laughs> out. I have, I have no idea. Yeah, actually, I think my literal uh, rebuttal to her saying it's a boy was, well, you got a fifty fifty chance. And then she looked at me and snubbed her nose and went, "You got a fifty fifty chance." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something she would do. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, seven pounds, two ounces, and um, 20 and three quarter inches long. And that's just the penis, that's just the head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> that's head to toe. So, uh, yeah, he got circumcised, didn't even cry like it's a, a boss. It's a boss. So, my dad calls him General Maximus. That's awesome. Yeah. So, how's uh, uh, how's Jenna doing? She's good. Good. Her uh, milk is finally starting to come in, and so all right. She's uh, she's nursing, and hopefully we don't have to supplement with formula anymore. But we we've had to uh, because it was just colostrum. I guess they call it that liquid gold that was coming out, but. Um, Yo, not an, you not can enough sell to that shit maybe. on the market for some money, bro. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a true statement. Don't ask me how I know. So I'm a little lethargic, a little tired. My brain's been a little bit slow all day, but um, our moms have been over helping out. Her sister's been here helping out, and um, just been kind of like napping in between the screams. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> yeah. Have you had a full night's sleep since? No. Yeah. No. Not a chance. So I'll let, let you know me, when let, I do, though. Let me tell you, Michael, you're not going to get a full night's sleep till what? Ten years? Ten. <laughs> well, there's a voice of reason if there ever was one. Huh? <laughs> well, that would be a good time to introduce our guest for the week or the month, I mean. How about that? Someone who uh, is no stranger to Sean and Brooke. Not at all. Uh, or not. 
No longer I, I should say. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you boys? Good. Please state your name and your occupation. And your social security number. I'm just kidding. And, and my blood type. <laughs> the most reliable credit card that you have. So, are you single? Oh, is that all? Firstborn. <laughs> Everyone, welcome to the show. Melissa Doan. What's up, Melissa? <laughs> What's up, old girl? Yeah. Welcome. Happy to be here. Was waiting for my invitation. Yeah. Patiently waiting. Yeah. See, patience paid off. That's we awesome. save the best for last. Thank you. See, yes. our last episode. That? Did you hear that, Laurel? Was, we're going to end it after this. We're ending okay. the podcast after this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. that's great. No, you boys, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I actually was behind a few weeks. I have to admit, because mm-hmm. life gets crazy. And so I've been binge listening, catching up. Ooh, I like that. And so I feel like we've been talking for three days straight. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Because I do talk back. While do you know? I talk back to you. And Is it? Hmm. Okay, so yeah. do you remember the last thing you talked back to us about? Probably something dumb you said. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, you got me on the spot there. I can't tell you. I don't That's know. Maybe right. it'll come to me. Just blurt it out when it comes to you. Okay. Yeah. Or something I couldn't remember. Or some song that I attributed to a group that doesn't exist anymore. No, that's Laurel's gig, not mine. Very important (laughs) question for you right off the bat. Are you a summertime lover? Oh, God. Give me one chance, I'll treat you like a princess. Oh, my God. Summertime lover. Jonas Brothers. No, one of but close, very, very close. It's actually just—I thought you said you listened to all episodes. Come on, you lying though. Lying? You going straight to Hades? Oh, Hades! Well, maybe she hasn't gotten to that that episode yet. Yeah, I didn't say I was done. I said I was trying to catch up. Trying to catch. Well, then I just I just listened to the. I was on my way to get my hair done last night, and it was oh about the homeless in the Kansas City thing. Oh, so you're one yeah. away. You're good. And then, um, funny enough, then that story popped up on Facebook today. Really? Hadn't seen it. Yep. They're listening. They are listening. So it, it popped back up after we uh, talked about it, huh? Yeah, I saw. That's what she said. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about their listening, bro, I'm getting sucked in further and further to conspiracy theories. I just am. Yeah. I've been watching yes. some stuff on the Netflix and the Amazons and the Everywheres and mm-hmm. like dude, this whole mm-hmm. thing, okay, I'm going to I'm going to I got to go here real quick. This whole thing with the moon right now and India like trying to land on it with a oh. rover. And then it got lost, and then NASA's like, oh, no problem. We're going to fly over and find it. And then they didn't find it. Come on now. What are they hiding on that moon? into a black hole. So is that the latest? Did we ever go to the moon? We never went to the fucking moon, did we? We went to the moon. Haven't you seen Transformers? Oh, my 
God. Transformers was probably shot in the same basement that the moon landing was. <laughs> I don't I mean I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but man, I'm go- I'm just I'm so enthralled with that shit right now. I I'm lost for words right now. I can't believe that that's the side of the debate that you fell on. What side are you on? We definitely went to the moon. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously, that's the side that I'm on. There's footprints. That's your <laughs> <laughs> So you've been there and you've seen the footprints? Well, no, I saw pictures like No one else has even ever been back to the fucking moon. For real? I heard you say that the other day and I was going to look that up. Yeah, go ahead, look it up. You will you you'll find me to be true. Wow. Um and John, you're disappointing. I I I have to say, Michael, I'm slightly taken back because you believe in Bigfoot (laughs) and you still think we landed on the moon and like there's a flag up there with footprints. (laughs) All right. We're having, we're having some internet issues. Melissa, do you hear Michael? I hear that he sounds like a robot. Megatron. It's because I said conspiracy and moon. They're listening. Bigfoot. They now they're in. trying to shut down the combo. Well, listen, NASA and government and Illuminati motherfuckers. I'm still recording, bitch. <laughs> Why are you going to crash my podcast? Wow. <laughs> Seriously. What is going on right now? This Are we in the twilight? We're in the twilight zone. <gasps> no, I'm telling you, Megatron's it taking over. Me. It will always be me. In any minute now. Okay, we're back, and I no longer sound like an asshole. We fought the Transformers away. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. With the Mark Wahlberg up in here. So, yeah, uh, Michael, (laughs) I'm a little concerned that you think we landed on the moon and you believe in Bigfoot. Or no. I said that wrong. Yeah, he believes we landed on the moon. Why do you think we didn't? Why do you think we did? Because you saw it? I wasn't alive. I'm not as old as you guys. Like, I watched this a few documentaries, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was waiting for that. I'm not as old as you guys. Now, come on now. Keep the insults in one place, Mm -hmm. all right? I thought you were going to point out that I am older than you, but are you? I just did. So oh, we didn't have you, to. You told <laughs> on yourself. I did. Mm-hmm. Well, Miss Down, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Anyway, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I, if you want to find out, you can look at stuff up for yourself. But it's just—it's oh. very interesting, and I'll leave it at that. Oh, we're going to talk about this another time, for sure. You. you and I are going to actually have this debate. I would love to. I, I have to hear. I have to hear your line of thought. I, I just, I have to. I cannot believe that I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm leaning towards. All right, cool. For and sure. With this flat as well, right? No. Okay. Well, that's good. No, the Earth is. I'm not stupid. Those two go together. 
No, it's not a stupid, smart thing. It's, it's that both of those things tend to go together. We didn't go to the moon. T- typically goes with the Earth is flat. Yeah, anyway. I mean, they're both documented. So. <laughs> yeah, but one we can prove. The other we can't. Yeah, because they photographed Earth from the moon. Oh, did they? I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying Michael again. I went into the, we're we're gonna just talk about it right now, aren't we? I'm not armed uh, with enough knowledge. See, apparently we're not gonna talk about anything unless it's between right. me and Melissa, because Michael keeps turning into fucking Megatron. <laughs> we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hey, Unchurched Podcast listeners, this is Michael on behalf of Sean and Pura Vita Bracelets. Hey, you've heard us talk about this company many times on the podcast. Not only do they make pretty cool bracelets, but they do a lot of good in the island communities. They started off in Costa Rica, they're in India, they're all over the world, actually. And they're helping out a bunch of artisans that are these creators that are making these bracelets and really impacting uh, their community. Not only that, they give back to so many different charities. In fact, to date, they've donated over $1.75 million to a bunch of different charities all over the world. Hey, if you want to look good with some flashy bracelets and do some good at the same time, check out PuraVitaBracelets.com. That's P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A Bracelets.com. And check it out. When you use Sean's promo code, SeanLunt20, that's S E A N L U N T two zero. You'll get twenty percent off every purchase. So check it out, PuraVitaBracelets.com. You can look good. You can do some good. And hey, check it out, Sean Lunt twenty. Get twenty percent off of your order. Hey, let's get back to the show. We are back. <clears throat> For the second time. Third. For the third time. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, anyway, we'll talk about the moon landing another time, Sean, and the flat earth another time. Not for this episode. But, Melissa, you're an awesome nerd. I can appreciate that. Megatron. Megatron out. All right, Sean, here we go. Let's do it, buddy. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, give me the damn questions. <laughs> you two are such professionals. <laughs> we, we, we are so prepared. <laughs> so I can tell that you were really anxious for my interview. So, oh, Melissa... Melissa, tell us a little bit about your story and uh, how you came to be a Christian. Well, I see you're prepared too. You ask about these questions, and I hear everybody else, and I think, 
how would I answer that? And I think it to myself, and then here I am, and I don't know how to answer it. Mm. How did I come to be a Christian? Um, for most of my life, a lot of my life, my grandparents raised me. Um, I was born to a very, very young mother and got tossed around a lot. So was with my grandparents, and they're very faithful, very strong in their faith, Christians. Um, once I learned a little more about their values, I thought they were more like Southern Baptist. <laughs> but uh, so just grew up going to church with them, always going to Bible school, Sunday school. Uh, they volunteered there a lot. They were the Bible Bowl coaches. So as a young girl, I would ride around on the bus to Bible Bowl meet. And uh, yeah, pick me, pick me. Yes, a Bible bolt, bolt, <laughs> bolt, bowl, like uh, like a cereal bowl, like a bowl, like like Super Bowl. No, not like Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, but a bowl. WL. Didn't you? That's <laughs> the. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck the internet. Is anyone else seeing this shit? Yeah, and I got a Hang on. How about just you and Melissa do this one? <laughs> but he's the one that keeps messing up. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, but he's got 5G. I got like 0.2G. We're, I'm listening though. So a bowl. A Bible bowl. So it was like a um, question like, tournament. So, oh. uh, you know, like. Um, like a spelling bee, but for the Bible. Exactly. Like quizzes. Like they get up, you know, and who wrote the book of Psalm or who wrote Revelation or when was this happening? And, you know, then they buzz in for their questions or the answer. Right. So. My grandparents coached that team for the, for the church, for their church here in Springfield. And I would ride around with them a lot and had a crush on all the little high, on all the high school boys because <laughs> uh-huh. they were so much older and cuter. You saucy though. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of, um, I grew up with the values um, and High school age or so um, was going to revivals. That's how southern we were. We were going to revivals, and um, touch him, I, pastor. Touch him. Exactly. Praise the Lord. Snakes and the yeah. So snakes. I, Wait, what? <laughs> you can't breeze over that. Is that a joke or? You... No, that was a joke. I'm okay. Just <laughs> if there were snakes there, there'd have been no Jesus. We went so, through four you know, pastors in one month. If there were snakes there, this girl would not have found Jesus. I'd have found the road. <laughs> right. Amen so, to that. Right. You know, just a, um, I remember kind of this this weekend, you know, they were having the call. If you feel Jesus, if you feel the Holy Spirit, and I felt that I did. And I, I think still to this day, I, I, I know what I was feeling. I've always had faith that, you know, God was my creator. Jesus saved me. And, um, so I accepted Jesus and was baptized and, uh, that was as an early teenager. Um, yeah. So that's how I came 
to my faith, I guess. Is that an answer? Sure. I like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. I like this Bible bowl. I'm interested in it. I, I don't, they don't do it anymore, I guess. Or do oh they? yeah. I'm sure they don't. I mean, we, we traveled. That's how I saw state. That's how I got to travel. You know, it was, um, all over the Midwest that way. I wow. can't say that we ended up in California, but, um, yeah, all over the Midwest. And so they would go to these tournaments and, you know, my grandpa and grandma, they'd make the questions and, um, the answers and they'd quiz their team. And I guess there, I mean, there had to have been some sort of, uh, regulation and, you know, but they'd go and win and lose. And I don't know, then we'd come back, but that's, yeah, that's how I got to travel. Wow. Riding For, in the church van. Forget gymnastics or, uh, <laughs> hockey <laughs> or the baseball travel team. Yeah, Let's go, do go Bible, Bible bowl. bowl. Wow. Good old Southern Baptist, man. You got to oh. love them. Hmm. Sweet. So, Sean, I don't have the questions pulled up, brother. Sweet so. like candy, sweet like peach tree. It's <laughs> that new Chris Brown Drake shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God help us. Um, so we kind of jumped over like a bunch. Tell us who yeah. you are. But uh yeah. if we could just backtrack here for a second. <clears throat> and we're kind of all over the place, so everyone's just along for the ride. This is what we do. This is life. Yep. It'll be okay. Um, we all so, got thrown off because Laurel <clears throat> tried to crash the interview. Did, yeah, press yeah. the fan club. Can't even, can't even keep it real. Her, don't shout her out on my episode. No. <laughs> Normal, you cannot crash this episode. So who am I? Well, uh, who are you? And like, you know, so are, do you have kids? Are you married? You know, like, where do you, if you don't, you know, you can go as far or as shallow as you want to with that question. I could be pretty shallow. No. So, my name is... I think we have all we need. Thank you. Good, goodbye. So, oh, my God. Uh, Melissa, I um, live in Springfield, Illinois, so I'm not in the so ill. I'm in the middle ill. Yeah. Mid ill. Um, <laughs> That's the next thing we're gonna make a thing. Mid ill. Middle ill. Mid ill. So I I live in Springfield, uh, same as Prez Laurel, um, and I can give her such a hard time because she is my cousin and best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm married. Uh, just had our 17th wedding anniversary in May, and we have congrats. 18th, 18th, maybe. One of those days. Yeah, you lose count. Um, that's why I have it tattooed on my arm so that I can just always look down and never forget. Trust me, I haven't forgotten. I just don't know when it was. <laughs> so, um, I have a 10 year old son who is the light of my life and came along to save his mama at a very dark time. Mm. Uh, let's see. And another fun tidbit I am Sean's sister in law. What up, sis-in-law? Yo, bro. In so yeah. I, Brooke, Brooke and I are sisters. Brooke and I are half-sisters through dad. Uh, and that's, that's, that's me. Um, may want to mention, because it'll come up in a conversation later, I 
prior to Carter, had twins, and at 27 weeks gestation, we lost them. Oh, no. A girl and a boy, Alexa and Aiden. So Carter has been raised fully aware of his brother and sister. Yeah. There's, there's times he gets confused. Um, so I know Sean and Brooke and I have had these conversations many times. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's in our dark past. So when I say Carter came along at a dark time for his mom, he really did. Um, I was done with trying. I didn't know that. I just thought it was written in the cards, written in the stars. I wasn't going to be a mom. And we were doing infertility treatments. So my husband just kept saying, let's just, just one more, babe, just one more. And I, I, mm. I just didn't think I was in that place. And I said no for a while. Um, I was on antidepressants for a very good reason. Sleep medication, again, good reason. Um, but I didn't want to try. I felt if I still needed that or if I, um, you know, and, and I was talking to a counselor at the time, too. And just didn't feel like I was in the right place. And then I was in the right place later. We tried again and Carter is 10. Wow. So definitely not one of those people that will say, uh, oh, it happens when the time is right or stop trying and it'll happen. Not one of those people because all that, all that silly stuff had been said to me. So, yeah. Um, I, when I said earlier, you know, I talked back to you guys and I couldn't really think of a time. And a lot of the times when I try to talk back is to you, Sean, uh, when you start going down that path. And because uh, it hurts me, it hurts me because I love you, t- you too. And it hurts me when I hear you hurt like that. Because uh, I feel it. I feel it for you. I feel it with you. And it, you know, just makes me want to talk back and Hug you, you big old bear, when we start <laughs> talking like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. So, yeah. So that's, that's me. That's, uh, I care for my grandparents. The grandparents that raised me are now uh, getting towards the end of life. They both suffer from dementia. My grandpa from Parkinson's, which is an ugly disease. and um, so I care for them. Yeah, that's the same one that um, Michael J. Fox has, right? Parkinson's? It is, yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. lucky for my grandpa, he was diagnosed when he was in his late 70s. And I say lucky because, gosh, Michael J. was oh, super young, young. 30s, 30. Yeah. yeah. And so he's just had, he, he, you know, has such a long life to live with it. Uh, luckily, my grandpa won't have such a long life to live with it when you're 78 and diagnosed, you know, he's now 81. So, uh, it's a, it's a terrible, ugly disease. And to have dementia compounded with it is hard. I get multiple Mm -hmm. phone calls a day and I love them and I'll always take phone calls, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah, they were there for me. I'm there for them. So that's the story. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yes, <clears throat> you got something, Michael? 
Oh, I was just going to say mad props for you to, uh, you know, still be there for them. Their their last, you know, their their late years and still be there for them and still. It, it's not easy when someone is, you know. Totally different from the way that you remember them in the best of times. Yeah, um, and then you have to, you know, you have to still be there. And I don't know. It's, it it's is, rough. It, you know, it, and, and I have to say, I was even just talking to a friend about it yesterday and uh, she was kind of giving me props, you know, and, and, and I, I, I take it. Thanks. Um, but, you know, I do it because when I was a baby and not wanted, they wanted me. Mm-hmm. When I was a toddler and not wanted, they, they wanted me and all through life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy getting these confused phone calls and these, um, not, not remembering how to dress or, you know, and I, I have to say they're in a wonderful memory care assisted living facility. Mm. Um, because obviously with a family and a job, I was trying to do it on my own and I couldn't, and it wasn't safe for them. It wasn't safe for me. So, uh, almost two years ago, they, they made the choice. They made the choice to go into a facility. And of course I was, you know, the one that shopped around and found a place. So it's, it's not easy. And, and Michael, the, the hardest thing is these people that are snapping back at me they're yelling at me they lie to me quite frankly and and i get so upset i will leave there crying um or i'll hang up the phone crying and i have to tell myself that's not him that's not him um and so the hard part is going back the hard part's picking up the phone again Mm -hmm. uh because that's not them um my grandpa's the one that coached the bible bowl and he's the one that walked me down the aisle and, uh, you know, did just did everything that a father would do. Mm -hmm. That's my grandpa. Not now. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's going to be, I mean, obviously it's important to hang on to that, um, hang on to, to that reality and not the, the current one. Yeah. You know, it's almost, it's almost to a point where you basically have to forget forget the current and just the, yeah 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 and just to be able to get over the hump to get to the next time where you can show them how much you love them yeah yeah that sucks and my grandmother right now is in her early 90s and she has dementia and my dad um would walk into a room uh let's see if i can remember a specific example we were all out to dinner for somebody, I think for my mom and my sister's birthday. And so my grandmother shows up with my aunt, who's pretty much her primary uh, caretaker. And, um, and a bunch of family. We, you know, at this back room in this restaurant, it's probably 20 of us there to celebrate my mom and my sister's birthday. My grandmother is, is there with dementia can barely remember who anybody is but we all of course love on her like crazy mm-hmm. she hears my dad's voice and says uh, my dad's name is michael she says i think i hear william is william here and william is my dad's father who i knew you died i don't know 40 years ago he died 
Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't remember who he is. I've never met him and I'm almost 40. So he's been there a long time. My grandmother has reverted back to where she's sitting there flirting with my dad because she thinks that it's her husband. Yeah. And they do. They, they go backwards. Yeah. That sucks. So they, can, they can recall their childhood or like your early childhood, like it happened yesterday, but they yeah. don't remember how to feed themselves that piece of toast. Right. And they don't, you know, a, a few weeks ago, my grandpa was acting a little odd. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. He was calling me more. He was more agitated. I actually had him in the, um, like an urgent care because his allergies were bothering him really bad. He couldn't get quite over the hump and uh, had him in urgent care. We went back later that week for labs. And then next Saturday I had him in the ER. And I just couldn't, I, I just couldn't quite put my finger on it. I knew that it wasn't, um, sorry, I was having a little battery difficulty. I knew that it wasn't, um, anyway, so it turns out, long story short, that he um, was hiding his medications. He wasn't taking them. No way. And so the allergy problems came in because each night he takes a Claritin and also some several, you know, medicines for his dementia and Parkinson's. So he was missing those. And it was like, as soon as the nurse called and told me they'd found cups hidden around his room, I was like, that's it. it you know, it was, it was, um, the doctors described medications as putting the brakes on. We can't stop Parkinson's. We can't stop dementia. All right. We can put the brakes on just to make it a little easier, make it a little easier mm -hmm. for him, easier for those caring for him. But when he wasn't taking those brakes were off and we were going full force. So once he was back on them and a few days went by and um, they're in his system, you could, you could see a difference. So wow. I get it. I get it completely. Yeah, that's rough. So with all of this, you know, newfound skill set of dealing with people um, because of your, your family stuff, um, is this something that you've always done? Like, like this isn't what you do for a living, right? You you don't do social work, no. or do you? <laughs> no, you could not pay me a million dollars a year to do this. <laughs> um, no, I do. Um, currently, I'm um, like an administrative type assistant at a association for mm -hmm. a few senior vice presidents and one vice president. So I'm kind of do like. Uh, big wig stuff menu menu meeting planning and yeah that kind of stuff keeping their calendars straight and readable and meeting with legislators and that kind of fun stuff cool madmen so yeah no i don't yeah. do this for a living i used to be in healthcare for a while but no no did you well, I mean, you obviously seem to have a, a, a knack for it, but I mean, that situations like this will will help you develop skills that you never had. So absolutely. absolutely. Just curious. Oh, good question. All right. Cool. So. All right. With all of that, 
because that's a whole convoluted thing there Ooh. with uh with parents and babies and all of that stuff like so so how do you, how did you start coming out of you know the because that's a lot of heavy weight yeah. when it comes down to you know the babies losing the babies after you know being so far along and uh and now with your your parents coming to an age where they're basically losing their their faculties how do you deal with all of that weight of, of just shit that's weighing you down how do, how do you offload that weight? I know you don't beat your husband or kick the dog, so you got to be doing something good. Well, he hides the bruises well, then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, have to, I have to say, I have to admit, um, when I was pregnant with the twins and we lost them, I, I, I probably wasn't at a strong point in my faith. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't lean on God a lot at that time. Uh, was away from church, not for any particular reason other than, uh, you know, late teen years happen and your early 20s happen. And again, I was living with my grandparents in my early 20s and um, drinking was bad. Going out was bad. Premarital sex was never even a question. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I remember, oh, you guys will love this. I had... um, Kid Rock CD, the one where the front is the middle finger. Mm -hmm. And Miss Prez and I would run around together and uh, left that in my grandfather's truck one day. Oh, my God. Obviously by accident. And we come home. (laughs) Come home from hanging out. And what's on my bed is that Kid Rock CD with a post-it note saying, we are praying for you. Yeah, I probably oh. needed it a lot. So, <laughs> so you know, I, wow. I, just, I, I would go to church with them whenever I felt like it. Uh, there was no big volunteering and, and involvement. And, you know, it was just more going out of duty. So just fell away simply because I was a young adult. And I knew better, right? So, again, uh, lose the twins. We have their funeral. We... Uh, I, I'm not leaning on God. I, I can't say that I was blaming God. I think I knew better than that. Um, but I wasn't leaning on him. I wasn't um, praying and asking for his strength. And um, so very roughly got through it with a lot of medication, a lot of therapy. And uh, probably when Carter was a, a, a baby toddler-ish, we went back to church. Uh, One of the doctors I was working for kept talking about his church that he really liked. So started going, really liked it, uh, uh, really liked it. Um, Was learning the Bible. What was good about it? What was good about it? Um, uh, Unlike what you guys talk about, what I enjoyed was worship time. I enjoyed standing there. I felt close. I felt um, the words, the, the, the the lyrics were speaking to me, kind of maybe talking about what was on my heart. And I was one of those that kind of stood there during worship time and cried a little. Um, mm. Because I, I felt I'd come back. I felt I'd come back home. And enjoyed the worship time. The preacher, I still listen to this preacher um, off and on. 
he just talked in a way that I could understand things better. Um, you know, I was remembering, oh yeah, I, I did remember um, the story of Job when I was younger, but really appreciating it when I got older, appreciating uh, a lot of the trials he went through. Um, yeah. And, and uh, kind of ties into Laurel and Kevin, but they started going to church with us too. And I know they've both talked about that. So that's the church we were all going to. Same, same one, enjoying it, loving it, volunteering. Um, Carter got old enough and we weren't happy with the uh, public school system where we live. So we sent him to their private Christian school. Nice. And so he's been there, still is there. So it's a little different for me. He is still there at that uh, school in fifth grade now. So he's awesome. been, he's been from preschool to fifth grade. So, uh, so when I get to the point where I talk about me leaving the church, it's a little awkward because we still go every single day, but not <laughs> to the church. we go to school. <laughs> I left the church, but I didn't. Um, yeah, no, I get that. So it, it, gets to get be, that. it gets to be a tricky, tricky spot for us because we still see and talk to the same people we did every Sunday. And sometimes yeah. I feel like I feel that judgment. Oh, there's the domes. They don't come to church anymore. <laughs> you know, or well, it's a pretty large church though, isn't it? It is a very then, large church. But the school is not. Yeah. The school is not. Oh, okay. Like his fifth grade class has two classes of about 20. Wow. So you're talking about wow. 40-ish fifth graders, 40-ish third graders, and their school goes all, through, goes all the way through eighth grade. They don't have a high school. Interesting. Um, so yeah, preschool through eighth grade, 40-ish per class, you know. Okay. All right. So, so, so then, so just to, just to get my, wrap my head around it. So yeah, you had this, your air quotes rebellious stage you know a teenage to into your 20s where you're just like okay i'm just going to do my own thing uh but then after you know the trauma with the the loss of the mm -hmm. children and just other shit going on um that's when you finally started going back to church yeah and 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 okay so what was it then in the end that triggered so I, I get that part so yeah a lot of shit can happen and you're like okay i i'm not relying on god as much as i probably should but let me uh put in some effort and i and i can see how you put in some effort there but so what was the thing that caused you to say i'm going to do my own thing once again like so you didn't leave the church once you left it twice yeah i guess so um first time was just out of yeah dumb rebellion uh, yeah. this, this last time as an adult, and I have to say at the same time, um, my husband was going and loved it. We, um, it, he, he, while we were going, um, he accepted Christ and he was baptized, which was very amazing to me. Which is awesome. Yeah. He didn't, you know, he didn't go to church a lot as a, as a child and, um, wasn't against it, but when I was suggesting it, he didn't say, uh, hey, I'll go. I don't care. I'll go. <laughs> Sean makes an appearance on the podcast. Hi, Sean. Wow. Are you still there? I'm here. 
I see him, but he's just not talking. So, you know, I know most really of this, had, so I'm just kind of here. We 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 had a really good run. Um, and the reason I stepped away. <laughs> I got you, huh? Well, okay, two things. All right, sorry, pause. <laughs> Melissa, We're don't forget in. what you're talking about, okay? I'll try not. All right. Don't 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 forget. So the first thing is that the belch. So we're on Google Hangouts, right? So she's doing a lot of talking, and so I'm seeing her face. I hear this loud belch, and then Sean's <laughs> face pops up. It's like, oh, okay, he's still here. Okay. And then she continues talking, and then all I hear is you blowing air through your straw to move the ice around in your drink, and then your face pops up again. So, yes, that's funny to me because you're quiet. I know you're still there, but nobody else that's listening knows that you're there. We should do this live so people could just experience this whole thing at once. Really appreciate what goes into it. This is hilarious. Okay, Melissa. Michael. So your husband, Eric, right? Yeah, check you out. Okay, so we said his name We're right. We're all like BFF now. It's not Frank or Paul, whoever else. No. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so. So ED. So ED, we were. We're not going to call him that, by the way, at all. That's the last time we're going to say ED. Erectile yeah, dysfunction. <laughs> that's what we call, that's. That's what we nickname. That's what we call our son. We call him CD Carter Dog. Okay. Well, that when doesn't we, mean erectile know, dysfunction, though. So. Yeah, not ED. No. We're not going to call him ED and I don't at all. He's that old yet. I mean, he's older than me, but he's not that old yet. Dun, so, dun, dun. He yeah. won't listen to this. I'm sure he. Yeah, he's in a different world. <laughs> so, why did we leave? What happened to step away? Um, again, I was heading yeah. to volunteering. Really was loving it. My very favorite thing was vacation Bible school. VBS baby. was that because of the was that because of the Bible Super Bowl? Probably yes. Yeah, yeah. Probably exactly. the Bible Super Bowl. Yes. So, um, really loved it. And and what was fun with a church that big? Their budget is humongous for VBS, right? So we get I was quit sucking, Sean. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. I don't know if I saw Huge budget for VBS. Uh oh. You were cutting out, are you not? Huge. Oh, no. But it was huge. huge. Yo, I saw this. I saw this article yesterday about (laughs) Trump's blaming energy saving bulbs as to why he's orange looking, and he said he looks best in in incandescent lighting. (laughs) What I missed that? Oh my gosh! I have to text it to you. I can just hear him saying it too. I actually look the I best. I could walk around with Snapchat filter. Let's be honest, but I can't blame Snapchat <laughs> for my ugly mug. 
So <laughs> no, but you can blame energy like saving light bulbs. Light? I can. I'm. It's my ceiling fan light. Yep. If you'd see me in Snapchat, you'd think I was 20 years younger. Mm-mm. Michael, what kind of bulb are you using? Because you look black. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone, that's a black joke. No, everyone, I'm not racist. It's funny because I'm a fucking human. And it's funny because look at him, he's going to fall out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, it makes your hair look funny. It's like it's not even there. What is it, like, translucent? Oh, I think that's hilarious. I don't care who you are. Black or white. It doesn't matter if, if you're, you're black, black or white. white. Dun, dun, dun. Now you better do the prez right. Who's saying that? <laughs> I know she's listening right now, Lou. So is the government. Oh, Michael's Megatron uh, again. He is. Oh. All right, whatever. Try muting your video. Megatron again. <clears throat> Can you mute your video? Muting my feed. Okay. I'll do the same, and we'll just we'll see if the audio is better that way. All right. It's funny because I see Sean's little bit more. Well, you already sound better to me, right there. Yeah, you sound better too. You both, really? yeah, yeah, that's better. That helps. Can you guys hear me better right now? Yeah. Uh-oh. Can you hear me now? All right, cool. So, um, oh, we can hear you just fine. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh. So let's go back to Vacation Bible School. Oh, okay. So found that I love BBS week. I would take the week off work. Um, even a few days prior to prepare, I was, um, another gal and I shared the responsibility of the crafts. So, and it's, I mean, BBS there was humongous. I'm talking 500 kids came through a night um, and they went through stations. Um, you know, they, do, they do the, the Bible lesson and then they'd go to, um, you know, play outside for, I don't know, those, whatever they did. I was only in the craft area. Okay. That's the only place I knew what happened. So, you know, Eric even got involved helping mm-hmm. me one year. We did the, um, nail art, you know, with the cross and the string and, um, loved it. What I loved was, um, these kids. And they were all ages. We saw them, obviously, uh, what was BBS starting at like six, like you had to be in first grade, um, all the way through sixth grade or something. So, uh, you know, we'd walk around with instructions (laughs) on the craft. (laughs) And we'd walk around. It was huge. (laughs) They would, um, the kids would say, oh, this is the best week. I heard, I look forward to this week all summer. Yeah. Um, I loved it. You know, I'm like, how are you doing, Susie? Mm. Um, Let me help you with that. And she's like, 
I don't get to go to church any other time. I'm so glad when my friend brings me here. And I thought, you know, this, this is why. That's why you do it. Right. Why I do it. Yeah. This, I would see myself in these kids and I would um, see my, my son in these kids. And I would see anybody that needs to know that Jesus loves me in these kids. Um, loved it. Absolutely freaking. I can't tell you how much I loved it. Um, most exhausting week, but the best week of the whole year. Right. Um, and one year we went in, uh, we start planning this in January for the July VBS. So I go in in January, we have our after church meeting, um, sitting in there and the children's ministry director gets up and says, so we're not going to do VBS this year. What we're going to do is a family fun night. And I, okay, let, let's, let's give this, let's give this its due time. Let me listen. So we're cutting out VBS where, let me tell you that God reached 500 kids plus fulfilled lives of the volunteers, you know. Um, and we're going to have family night where you bring your kids and we're going to go to different stations. So we're going to still need you to do what you do, but it's going to be one night and it needs to be for the, the parents and the kids. And I had, I had, I just, I was troubled and I raised my hand, <laughs> said, um, what? why why are we not doing the the week-long vbs or four days you know it wasn't a week um well we just want to change it up they said and we're gonna put the budget from vbs into this two, one night i think it, or maybe maybe the first year started two nights really doesn't matter um and and do this and i said well here's here's my big problem with this Number one, I grew up with BBS, so I understand how kids that don't go to church all the time really look forward to this. Um, two, you're going to bring your kids. I'm going to bring my kids. What about those kids on the North End that don't get to go to church? Their, kid, their parents aren't bringing them because they have to come in and participate, right? BBS, you can drop them off the door and screech off for three hours. So. We're going to miss giving Jesus to all of these kids. And that's where I have a problem with. Can we do both? No, no, no. We're going to put the whole budget into this one night, basically of just our church members. Okay. Yeah. So if you're not going to this great big church that I think a lot of people there have the right idea. I think a lot of the people there, their heart is in the right place. Cause I, I sat next to and prayed with and talked with and still do talk to some of the people there. Um, so I know their heart is in the right place. I know that they, but they just kind of go with the flow. And I just mm. stood there and I said, I told them the stories, but these little kids that tell me I don't get to go to church except for BS. And wow. my mom doesn't bring me because I come with my, my neighbor friend, you know, my friend from school. Those kids aren't going to come to family night. 
And, and doesn't, isn't that what God was about? Like, bring me the little, bring me the children, bring, you know, and, and I, so I felt shallow, but I said, I can't help you with this. Yeah. And I walked away and my, I didn't, I don't think I consciously made the decision in that moment to say, I'm not going to church on Sunday, but my feeling come Sunday, you know, a week later, my feelings were still hurt. So I didn't go. And it just kind of kept compounding on each other. And then um, much like I know Kevin and Laurel talked about, there was this huge um, uh, offering draw. And I'm fine with offering. I'm fine with tithing. I feel um, God does, you know, Jesus did teach about money and Jesus did teach about tithing. And I'm okay with that if if my heart is in the right place. Um, but they were going so far as to pass out slips of paper and wanting you to write down your name, your phone number, your address, and how much can you give this year? And I can't give as much as the surgeon sitting next to me. (laughs) Um, But I felt like even if I could give, say, what would amount to a few hundred, that wasn't good enough. And that if something happened we fell on hard times and I couldn't send in my whatever amount for the month that they would call me now they didn't I have to say I I just said I felt that way I felt like they were going to call me out on well the Dones didn't send in their amount this this month we need to give them a call we need to have a talk well so if I could just interject like why or do you know why you felt that way like was it was it just because of the way they went about it? I think so, because you know I I never you know you, you always sit down and you you sit down Sunday morning and I felt good from worship time because again that was a time that spoke to me, um, and then pastor comes out or lead guy as he calls himself he doesn't call himself pastor whoever. Bless you. Was that a sneeze? Yeah. Um. <laughs> he calls himself the lead guy and he would start to talk about money and you know you kind of there's a collective ugh, yeah. rolling your eyes and I just kind of listened because I, I I didn't mind it so much um, you know made me realize you know if, if you believe in your church and you believe what's behind it then you believe in that 10 or 100 dollars that you sent in oh and how easy is it to give electronically text to this number <laughs> and it, it takes your payment right now. You don't want to put that in the office. Place sign up monthly money. and we'll just take it out of your account. Exactly what happened. So um, I didn't, you know, yeah, ooh, you know, we'd leave and my husband would be like, really? I want to just hear a good, a good story. A so good... that's kind of what you felt like it was about. Yeah. Is that what you're yeah. Trying to say, yeah. yeah, and then you know it goes to this pledging, and it goes to this great big year long event of challenging each other to give as much as you possibly can. And you know, here's here's the church staff up there driving their Mercedes and their BMWs, and they are sacrificing and giving up to make their payments. <laughs> church, yeah. Um, while I drive a Chevy Malibu and my husband had an 18 year old truck, no joke, you know, um, yet they want me to sacrifice more. (laughs) So yeah, it it was just all of the above. 
and one Sunday rolled into two, three, four, five, and now it's been a year and a half, maybe. Um, wow. So that was that was why we walked away from the big, and you know, sometimes I didn't mind the big because um, I didn't like to be singled out. Um, but had um, you know they have uh, support groups. You know if you're um, going through a divorce, if you are newly single, if you're newly married, if you sit on the toilet sideways, if you you know. So I've actually um, never done that. <laughs> So I volunteered. I went in again. This was before that big BBS debacle. Um, went in and volunteered to sit with others on the um, infertility support group. I mean, hello, we went through it for like eight years. Had multiple miscarriages. Had <laughs> lost our twins, and you know, Carter's at this time what six, seven. So I feel like I have. And I'm now leaning on God, right? I know, yeah. know um, to pray for strength. I know that, um, you know, my blessings come from above and, uh, you know. So um, we were not qualified enough or experienced enough to help other couples go through the infertility walk. Um, That's what they said to you? Yes. Church leaders said wow. that. <clears throat> so Fuck then, them. Um, so I think, wow. I mean, not that I've been through the world and back, but geez, I've kind of had a little bit of experience in this. And yeah, that's unbelievable, dude. Well, because yeah. have have they experienced it? Like, who the fuck are they to tell you that? So, do you know what couple they picked to walk and help with the infertility? It was a couple, um, and I know for a fact because I worked with the husband. Two virgins. <laughs> that um, tried, <laughs> tried really hard for six months to have a baby, and then they did. They thought they were going to have to go to a doctor. Oh, no. And so after six months, they got pregnant, and this was really hard. And yeah, I don't discount that because when you want to get pregnant, in a month seems like a year. I get that. Um, but I, when he told me, oh yeah, we're um, they they called us so and so at the so and so church, and um, they asked you know wife and I to, you know, sit in and and kind of be the leaders of this group, and I felt my heart sink. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> Not that they don't have something to offer, but I just wanted to. I felt I wanted to help those couples, you know. So all of that compounded, out we go. Was yeah. that an answer enough? <laughs> that was definitely an answer. <laughs> oh, sure. So essentially, they uh, picked the poster couple that aligned with their vision of what success would be. Yeah, and, and I have um, to tell you they were maybe large. Maybe wanted to put their best foot forward or something. They were large large dollar donors. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, I, I yeah. Oh. Large donors. Yeah. 
Money makes the world go round. Yeah. And I can't say that in that moment I put it all together, but, uh, you know, it, it, it hits you. So yeah, we just, we just stepped away. Again, I pull into that parking lot every day, but, uh, I stepped away from the congregation. I stepped away from my volunteering and my, my love for the church. Well, when you say love for the church, do you mean wow. the four walls in America, or do you mean the body not, of Christ? No, I did not fall away from my love for Christ. So, yeah, the, the, I guess I mean that particular church, and I'm just not naming it. So I, I fell out of love with that church. I felt like their mission wasn't what I envisioned it to be. Um, they wanted me to, 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 to give more so they could double the size of their building. Um, uh, so no, I, I have to say though, I feel like in some ways I'm closer to God. I feel like I have to be more purposeful about my studying. I'm more pur- purposeful about my praying because I'm not going there every Sunday and they remind me to do it. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, mm. No, it makes a lot of sense. Well, we were yeah, actually so. going to get into some of that coming yeah. up. And before right. we get too far down that, um, I don't think I have to ask this, but I'm going to anyway. I mean, do you still consider yourself a Christian, even though you're not, you know, participating in the four wall thing anymore? Sure. I do. Right. Uh, I do wholeheartedly. And, and yeah, you just, um, I, I pray with more purpose. I pray with more intent. Um, well, yeah. Again, so, my- how has your how like how has your uh, let's let's do this one first since you're kind of already there. Like, how how does your relationship with Christ and your to be Christianese walk <laughs> like what does that look like, and how has it changed, or has it? Um, I feel like it's definitely changed. I, while we were there, I felt the need, felt the calling, felt, you know, just, um, wanted to touch other lives and especially bring the, bring the children in, bring the, bring the kids in. Um, and, and I still feel that way. I still feel like, uh, I'm, I'm stronger. I, I, I can tell you, I read my Bible more. I talked to my uncle who is um, educated and studied in the Bible, but he's not, um, you know, holds all these degrees like Mr. Michael does. Um, hey, leave me <laughs> out of it. But we, we still, we talk, um, you know, and I'll, I'll, if I have questions, I, um, he's the first person I call. And so um, I, I just, I, I think I try to live more purposefully so i feel stronger i feel um i lost my words <laughs> yeah i mean well what can you unpack that a little more like what does that mean to live with more like more purposefully okay so um it kind of goes along with the question of how do you live out your faith okay sure. so i i kind of try to wrap this together so I try to lead by example. 
Um, part of that is taking care of my grandparents. I'm not doing it because I feel like it's my duty. I'm not doing it because I feel like God wants me to. I'm doing it because I love them, but I'm also showing them compassion. I'm showing patience, practicing my patience. Um, and, and with my son, I try to teach him lessons, not in just being a Christian, not in just, um, but just being a good human being. We were one story that comes to mind is we were, uh, my husband and son and I were just at a Dairy Queen. Um, this is several weeks ago. And uh, we had eaten and we were having our ice cream. And this older couple walks in. He's on oxygen, barely can walk, don't even know how he got from the car inside, except for he wanted his peanut butter parfait. So, <laughs> well, there's a will. They, oh, yes. Seriously. No drive through for them. They were coming in and sitting down. So they come in and they sit down and they sit, uh, my back was to them. And I, my, my husband, I noticed was watching them a little bit. And then all of a sudden you hear this, this noise, this splat. And my husband kind of looks and Carter and I turn around and bless his heart. This little old man dropped his peanut buster parfait while taking the spoon to his mouth first time. So we jump up. I jump up um, and it's at his feet. It's on his shoes. It's on his pants. I uh, help him wipe it up. I mean, the guy can't bend over. Okay. This is not me being, I don't feel like this is me delivering um, Jesus in a message, but this is me being a good human being, you know? And uh, I, I help him clean it up. I said, sir, just wait right here. And, and so I went up to the counter. I said, this gentleman just dropped. He, he was on his way, taking his first bite. I'd like to buy him another one. Um, and she goes, Oh, my manager will probably remake it for free. I said, either way, I just want him to have it. Right. (laughs) So my son comes up to join me and I said, they're making him a new one. So whenever that comes, we're going to take it to him. And he goes, mom, and this is a 10 year old kid. Okay. Mom, have I ever told you how nice you are to people? (laughs) Hmm. And I just, I smiled at him and I said, right there is why, babe. You know, I picture them, that being our grandparents. I picture that being your grandma. Picture that being anybody. Me, when I get older, if I dropped my ice cream, I'm sure hoping that somebody helps me pick it up and get the new one, right? And I'm, I'm but, but the look on his face and him being genuine you know, and I said, that's, that's, and I, I did, I took that moment to say, you know, and that's the way God wants us to treat each other. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, that's, that's the everyday life type of stuff that, you know, lessons that, that actually need to be taught to children. Right. I mean, you can teach them about Jonah and the big fish and they'll remember that forever as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. And he, that, he learns that. He, he, he gets that every day in, in school, right? Yeah, but he stuff that you can apply. Cool, but yes. Yeah. yeah, this is what God meant by love your neighbor like you love yourself. Yeah. This, this is what God meant. It meant helping this little elderly couple pick up their ice cream or drop a fork and you pick, you know. Um, and, and I also see him, you know, like his grandmother. She's my mother-in-law. She's 66 years old. She's not very old. Young and spry. Helps us with a lot of stuff. She's actually here at the house tonight. <laughs> um, and But it's so funny. I have seen Carter do for her and treat her the way 
I care for my grandparents. He'll walk behind her, kind of hold his hand out at the small of her back. Now, she's not going to lose her balance and fall, but it's something I think that he has picked up from me doing with my grandma that does fall nearly every week. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I, I feel like, you know, again, I, not to pat myself, but I feel like, okay, maybe he's seeing me. Maybe he is really seeing me. And so that's what I mean by I live more purposefully. I watch my actions. I try to, not always, we slip and fall. I, I, I know, obviously, that nobody is perfect. And, um, but I try. I try. I try to really hard set a good example for anybody that's watching, whether it be my son or my neighbor. Yeah, pull by these nerfed. <laughs> if my stepdad only knew. Yeah, yeah how weird. many times have you said that? Since you, like, you're telling how famous. I love line. it. I absolutely <laughs> love that line. Yeah, I really do. Um, but that's really cool, though. I mean, it, it's great that you you're living out your faith in such a way that actually your kid can mimic you know, the things that you do and, and it actually has meaning and, and it's stick to itiveness. It's a lesson that, that he's, that he's hanging on to. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, parenting on, what is it? Parenting on purpose, parenting. On, I don't know. I heard the term years ago. I don't know. You know, it's just meaning, you know, we're, we're, you know, we know they're watching us. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. You know, and I, I uh, evidently, I, I, you know, from my story, I have fought to become a parent of my living child that I adore. And so I, I don't want to teach him wrong. I want him to be a responsible adult. <coughs> and Bless, you. Bless you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I, I guess where we can go from here is. Uh, has there been any change in your t- interpretation of God or, or church since you've been outside of the church? Like, how's your viewpoint changed about God and church? Uh, I don't think my viewpoint of God has changed. I think that I wish people in that particular church or maybe in others could step back and see could step back and say, Whoa, you know, and I don't want everybody to walk away. I don't want, you know, it's not for everybody. Oh, do I hear baby gurgles? Yeah. Yeah. He got dropped off to me. Oh, I'm so sad the video is off again because I want to see his little squishy face. He's trying to uh, bite my left boob. Well, you know, show us. I want to see that man titty. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I want to see the baby. <laughs> Zoom in on the squishy face. Um, but but right there, um, dude, my viewpoint of God hasn't changed. He still he blesses us every single day, and I try to stop and thank him for it. Um. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I saw I hadn't been on Facebook all day and I log on. And the first thing I see is your post about sweet little Maximus. Yeah. And I got right off Facebook and I texted Laurel and Brooke. I was like, oh, Gina had the baby. 
(laughs) (laughs) And I, then my first question was, um, how'd Gina do? Because evidently I saw the baby was great, you know, um, how'd Gina do? You know, I, I I feel, um, I don't know. And then I, I did, I stopped and said a prayer for you guys. I was like, thank you God for delivering that baby so safely. And I truly 100% meant it because I felt I was, I was praying for you guys. And I'm so happy that he is here and healthy and perfectly squishy. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He's awesome. Yeah. He's, uh, he's perfect. It's just amazing. He's a little bit of perfect there. Yeah. Can you see? Oh, hi, baby. You're so beautiful. Oh, he is rooting. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, only God knows why. Mm-hmm. She fed him for over an hour, but. Well, you know. He's getting poop. there. He late poop. That's it. That is it. Well, let's see. So, he's, how old is he now? Uh, day three four. yeah he's still counting in hours basically that's how yeah. old he is <laughs> yeah right is is it the th- tuesday wednesday thursday yeah he's three and a half almost three and a half days old yeah. yeah that's crazy and he made his first debut on a podcast that's probably oh. a record somewhere we could be in guinness world record right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah Maximus. Tell us my turn for a question. Go for it. Tell me about his name. Um, I love after somebody, or is this just is? No, I you know I just really wanted my initials MLH, and uh, oh okay. We had a bunch of discussions about names, and I only had M names, and she had everything else. A lot of names. She has some good names that started with M as well. Uh, but we basically went back and forth for, I don't know, a while. And then we stopped talking about names for a little while. And I decided, well, I better go ahead and just make a list and then just present them to her and say, okay, here are my top 12. Here's six girls' names. Here's six, boy, six boys' names. So this is what. That is a lot of names. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just putting in an effort to to come to some agreement somewhere, and um, we got all the way down to the Friday before he was born, and I said to her, I said, "Look, we need a boy name and a girl name. We got to get this lock this down. It's the last thing we need to do before the baby's born." And so uh, we nailed down three boys' names and. This was my favorite. And then she just said it a few times out loud to herself. And she was like, okay, I can go Maximus Levi. And she just said it a bunch of times until it clicked. And she was like, all right, let's go for that. Then we had a girl's name. And and then she had to say that a few times to see how it fit. Mm -hmm. She liked it. And so we were set. We had two names. Maximus was my favorite out of all the boys' names because of the movie Gladiator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say there's there's something about Maximus that says strong and, of course. and steady and and trustworthy and yeah. And, and badass. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So my dad 
held him for the first time and said, General Maximus, what are your orders? Oh. <laughs> and that's how it's going to be. That's exactly the way it'll be. He can, he, he'll have Grandpa wrapped around his finger. Oh, everybody. Already does. Already everybody. Does. Yeah. yeah oh, no yeah. doubt about it. Oh, there is nothing, nothing like that. I'm so happy for you guys. That's so Thank sweet. Thank you. Thank you. So he's rooting like crazy, but we're going to keep going while Mama goes to sleep. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so do you still tell people that you're a Christian? You know, I why do. or why not? Um, I do. I, I much like you guys, I definitely don't lead into the conversation with I'm a Christian. Um, but <laughs> please ring up my eggs and ham. <laughs> I will have the chicken and you know, Jesus. So, um, you talk to coworkers a lot. Um, He's hungry. Again. Yeah, he's. He is, hungry. he is very hungry. That is a hungry cry. Yes, it is. Tell Mom, us your thoughts, little Max. <laughs> you guys keep going. I will be right back. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I tell people I'm a Christian. I don't lead with it, but uh, I have become very close to um, a neighbor couple of ours. Um, they're older. Sean, you you guys might have met him when you were here, but um, so there's another way to live out the faith is that she gets she's older, and I think she might be slipping a little bit in her mind too. But God bless her, she's the sweetest woman. Yeah. She gets so upset about something, and she'll come down, and she's like, Melissa, I just need you to hold my hand, and I need you to pray with me. The last time she came down is because um, the wildfires going through California. Yeah. No, the Amazon, oh. the Amazon, when the Amazon was burning and we were going to suffocate to death, you know? And, um, she was like, I just need you to pray with me. Will you pray with me? I, I, I can't. And she was so upset. She had tears streaming down her face. I'm like, hmm. first of all, honey, we need to turn off the news. <laughs> Second of all, yes, let's pray. And we prayed. And it was, you know, and I told her, I was like, let me be honest with you. You know, God. And if these fires in the Amazon? What if that's the fire God says he's going to take the earth in? <laughs> <laughs> I said, God told us that he wasn't going to take the, the earth again in water. We learned that with Noah. We learned that in Genesis. Um, but he, I, I believe that he said, could be wrong, Michael, or you will have to correct me, that he would take it the next time in fire. I said, what if the Amazon is the great fire? <laughs> That didn't really calm her down too much. <laughs> She's probably thinking because we're still here. So. So. Um, so, but, you know, I think um, to know that other people view me that way, other people view me as a Christian and somebody that they trust to come and say, Melissa, will you pray with me? Because I'm, I'm really not in a good place right now. Um, yeah. And we did. We sat and prayed. She cried. She squeezed my hand so damn tight. Um, <laughs> but afterwards, she goes, oh, honey, you just know the right things to say. And I, I, so I think maybe that's, that's where I, maybe that's where God's calling me. Maybe just to just um, fill in as needed. <laughs> right. 
kind of be there, be there when my neighbor literally just needs a little, little handholding and a little, um, God be with us. Yeah. Well, I definitely think we put a lot of emphasis on go make disciples, you know? Sure. And we think it's our like sole mission in life that everyone's a project and everyone is, you know, we have to go convert and go, you know, have our, the, well, you know, our fruit needs to show that we're a Christian. When's the last time you brought someone to the Lord? Oh my God. It hasn't been within this year. Like where's your fruit, you know, and just super (laughs) extreme. And, uh, I, that's I, I just don't think it's that way, you know. I, 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 yeah, I, I think what you're saying is it's it comes in more subtle, just as it happens, you know, moments and uh, you know, that's more real. It's not planned. Sure. It's not, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I you know, we what um, Miss Brooklyn and. And Lou and I just went to Nashville for my birthday. Uh, we're dancing and, and drinking downtown Nashville. I can't say I was walking up and preaching to people. Um, but we were also being Well, that was an opportunity missed, and I think you'll be judged I for did. it. Dang it, I should have walked up to that guy, the naked <laughs> guy with um, nothing on but his cowboy hat. Um, hey, oh, wow, where were you guys? I didn't hear that story. What are you talking about? I see what Jesus gave you. Ooh. Um, you know, but uh so so there again, you know, we talk about um I mean, how big was he? Are we talking like Here we go. <laughs> Sean. Give it PG, please. We've got a baby in the midst. He's Sorry, listening. little Max. But we know you packing, so you ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> he is still here. Mama's sleeping. She ain't taking him. Yeah, no, you just got to rock. Just rock, Dad. You got to get this way down. So you're in Nashville living it up. Yeah, so, you know, we didn't, you know, live out our faith there, but I can't say that we were being bad girls either, you know? Um, And I was going to go somewhere with that thought, but it just disappeared for me. So, yeah, I think think you just should, should live and and spread it as we can or as the as the moments come mm, the little yeah. dairy queen moments or my neighbor being a scared of the amazon fire or you know somebody at, at work somebody at work just recently told me melissa you have the patience of a saint really inside i'm screaming you're fucking stupid <laughs> um, see that goes back to a recent episode when michael and i were talking about patience yes the uh deep thoughts from of, a potty break yeah. episode yes i was kind of yeah i was kind of going along with you there because you're like you know the stupid people at the coffee shop and you know you're on the inside like screaming at them but on the outside yes sir let me get your coffee <laughs> <laughs> you, you know i i, I kind of somebody was like i i answered the phone i answered the phone uh, the main line for my job. And, um, I don't know, evidently somebody was listening and she was not normally in our office, but she came up to me and she's like, Melissa, you have such a sweet phone voice and you've got so much patience. And I was like, 
Uh, no, Betty, I don't. <laughs> Inside, the whole world is dead. Right. <laughs> I'm crumbling. Get me more coffee before I kill everybody. Um, but you know, I think you, you gotta let it out, right? You gotta, you gotta let it out. But you also have to be a good human being to people. Yeah. So to call them out, be a piece of shit in the middle of everything, isn't the way God wants us to treat people. Right. True that. He wants, he wants me to be patient. He wants me to be kind. He wants me to. Well, and even you know, in the instances where you're not, that's okay too. Because you're sure. not perfect. You know what I mean? Because we start every day with grace. God gives us grace every morning. Yeah. I what messed up. The point? I'll try really hard tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the point of new mercies in every morning if. You know, if we don't learn from them, we, we learn. So, uh, we, we kind of have a, a couple more questions left and, um, we can go over this one super quick if you want, but would you ever consider going back to church? Like mm -hmm. the four walls? I will make it quick and just say not in the foreseeable future. Yeah. No, I, I like our time, much like Michael talks about a lot, having the time on the weekends back. Sure. I am, um, you know, I, no, let's just leave it at that. Not right now. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> so we'll wrap up with this one and then we can shoot the shit after or whatever you want to do. But, um, and we've kind of talked somewhat about this, but is there anything else you'd want to say about how you live your life out? or your faith out uh, today as part of the air quotes unchurched? Um, I like being part of the unchurched. I I've actually, I've, I've told a few people about the podcast, actually. I'm like, listen, you know, um, I like what these two do. I like how they can talk about the Bible and the message and get into some, <clears throat> some good, um, scripture study but how does it translate into today's life um and uh yeah i just i just i i feel you know keeping keeping carter keeping my son in in the school he's in for one he's getting an excellent education and for two he he gets a little dose of this this life and i don't i don't mean to to be like churchy life but he gets Bible lessons. Um, they have to do Bible verses every week and Bible truths. And we talk about it. Like, read me your verse this week. What's your verse? And, you know, he'll read it off. And I said, I'll say, so what does that mean? What do you think that means? And we talk about it. And we go back and forth about it. And this year, what they added in fifth grade was Bible truths. And so we talk about what the Bible truths are. Don't ask me for an example because none's coming to mind. Um, <laughs> I knew Sean's going to say, so you can, can, can you tell me about that? Does so, the sun rise? Yes. <laughs> so we talk about that. We go back and forth. Um, we pray um, as a family. My husband's uncomfortable praying out loud. I'm not. So we just kind of sit there and I pray and I'm like, thank you, first of all, always for our blessings and our health. And, um, you know, we just go down the list 
And so, uh, I just try to live right. I try to live like I know God's watching me. Yeah. Because he is. And I also don't try to be perfect because I know I'm going to stumble and fall. And that's kind of what I was made to do. Um, so I just know that I, I lean on him when I need to. And I lean on him a lot lately. A lot. Yeah. You know what's kind of cool? And I mean... <clears throat> I'm not a like I, I don't have kids here on this earth so I don't know but <clears throat> it's kind of interesting to so you know being raised in the church and like super churchy and religious and you know whatever <clears throat> uh, it's kind of it's interesting to think about like so specifically with you I mean your child is going to a Christian school where you know, he's learning the Bible, he's learning scripture. Not only that, but he's seeing, you know, the moments where you, you know, get someone a new ice cream because they can't or whatever. And like all these little moments and stuff, and it's kind of shaping his mindset. And it's kind of interesting to think like with all the bullshit that church is, because we talked about that too. We talked about, you know, the the bad shit about church and like American four walled societal church is what I'm saying when I say church and that, but it's interesting because like, do you think, what am I trying to say here or ask? I just find it interesting that like, it's almost like if we didn't grow up with the Christian biblical knowing who Christ was teaching, like there's there was a lot of things that were like super on the left and then a lot of things that were super on the right and then now as adults we're we're finding like a lot of people call it deconstruction and reconstruction and i guess i have to say that that's what this is but like it's interesting to me that we can take like the extremes of both sides and find a middle ground and say here's where i think the Bible is teaching. I don't think it's super black and I don't think it's super white, but do you think if you had not grown up, grown up, is that a word? If you hadn't have grown, yeah, that's a word, right? Yeah. Grown up in the church. Raised in the church. Like, do you think you would be where you are now? And then that leads me to question. This is where I really want to go. How do you use that with your child? Ooh. So, no, I don't think I would be where I am now. Um, I, I got a good foundation. I learned a lot of good values. Um, some were, like you said, so extreme, so extreme to the left to where my grandparents did not believe even in dancing. They They thought that the Bible said you shouldn't dance. They thought yeah. the Bible said um, you shouldn't play cards. You know, you get together with your family members and playing cards. Like we were never allowed to have a deck of cards growing up. And so, yeah, there's, there's our far, far, far left thing. And then the far right. And then, yeah, we got to land somewhere in the middle. So in the middle is, I still have these good, I feel Christian values, but I dance. 
I drink. <laughs> I fucking cuss. I, it, you know, I have to say when the Laurel, Laurel started listening to you first and I'm like, you know, I haven't listened yet. Um, what's, what's it about? What do you think? She goes, they are so cool. Mel. they are like cool Christians like us because they cuss. <laughs> <laughs> and I started listening and I'm like, I, I can listen to these two. Um, especially shout out to Michael. If he walked out of the room with that deep voice, you know, like I feel, um, you know, I can, I can do this with these guys. I can listen. So where, what was our second question? Where does that lead us with our. With teaching your child. With teaching the child. You know, like so, what, cause, cause we grew like we, we all three on this podcast speaking now grew up in church and just. Sucking the fucking church cock like every week. I mean, that's oh what we God. did. We were so far down on that mug that, like, it was just home. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it was. No, but you, you know what I'm saying, right? I get exactly. I can say it in a non-vulgar way if you want me to, but I think everyone fucking gets it now. So, like, how do you? Where, like, what do you, how do you teach your kid now? Like, what do you do with that? You know, it's so, it's so funny. It's so odd because, um, what I haven't said yet is that also, um, about two weeks before his 10th birthday, Carter accepted Jesus and he was baptized. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, you and Brooke know, I sent you guys the video and it was, it was just this most beautiful moment. And I cried just as much watching that as I remember him being the size of max you know (laughs) and and it was just this beautiful moment because he came home from school and was like mom i was talking to my teacher and i really feel like i want to get baptized i'm like okay well what does that mean and he says it means that god forgives me when i mess up it means that jesus came to earth and died for me and that i know that I'm like, okay, well, it sounds to me like you get it. Um, so I emailed the school. I guess they call him the school chaplain. I emailed him and I was like, so Carter tells me he wants to get baptized. What's the next steps? He says, you know, I'll, I'll take him out of lunch a few days this week and we'll talk. So he emails me back after about a week or so. And he's like, he gets it. We sat down. We talked about, um, Jesus and you know what it meant that he died for us and and how he that that washed our sins and we accept Jesus and we try to live for him he gets it he gets it Melissa I think we're ready and so after school one day his entire class came in his teacher and a few older or like past favorite teachers principal and superintendent came in and were witnesses with us for him to get baptized so I felt in that moment, we are doing this right. I mean, between the school, the Christian school, the education, our example, I think we're doing this right. Because when you asked him why he wanted to be baptized, it wasn't because three of his friends just did it. Yeah. It wasn't because, well, the teacher says that we need to before <clears throat> seventh grade. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that. It was... Well, because I, I know what God meant for me and I know what this means. So Mm. I I feel like we're doing something right. Um, doesn't mean that every 10 year old needs to be baptized. It does, does not mean that at all. It just meant that he got it. 
Yeah. And <laughs> so that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it it was um my most proud, most proud moment. Hmm. Um you know what I I kind of remember it, it kind of just took me back to my grandparents. Um she would recognize our baptism day more than our birthday because it was your birthday in Christ day. And so I think, Oh, should I, you know, at the one year mark kind of, you know, happy, 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 um, baptism living in Christ day. I don't know. Sounds cheesy, but I just Mm. remembered my grandma doing that for us. (laughs) It's cute. It is cute though. Well, well, I feel like I missed quite a bit, but I'll I'll <laughs> I'll listen to this episode. <laughs> That's to good. Do that. You should listen. You should <laughs> shoot. And Sorry about can, that. Well, when you get a little less sleep deprived in a year or two, when things settle down, you can. <laughs> I don't know why you keep like adding time to this. We're trying yeah. to yeah. In a few <laughs> weeks, in six months, <laughs> in twelve years. <laughs> Seriously. <clears throat> I had a good sleeper though. You know, the first few weeks were rough and he had colic. Um, but he, he ended up being a really good sleeper and now, uh, you know, and enjoy every moment. And this goes to Gina too. And I know that she will, but you know, rock him too long and hold him too long and stand over his crib too long. Um, cause Carter's 10 and he goes in and puts himself to bed. You know, <laughs> it, it, it just, um, I can, I, it, you really do blink. And I know that you know, you've had that experience with Micah and stuff too, but it just is like, it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. Cause now I've got my kid telling me, mom, you, need, you, you it's time for bed. Mom, it's time for bed. We got to go to, we got to go to bed. <laughs> and gives me a hug, goes in his room, shuts the door. Okay. Wow. You know, coming from the little baby that I rocked and Eric was like, better go put him down. Nope. Not going to do it. <laughs> not gonna do it because i could see into the future and i knew this day would come so mm-hmm. holding too long yeah no problem there <laughs> <Not torture laughs> that's, for sure. that's the easy part so yeah well it's well, been fun <clears throat> yeah melissa we uh appreciate you being on thanks mm-hmm. for sticking in through the uh megatron internet issues well we changed him to optimus prime okay? oh that's right yeah he dies and then came back to he's, life that's right he's the good guy <laughs> let michael be the good guy hey listen you won't hear it on my recording so it's all good well thank you guys i hope i didn't talk too much and blab but um i do sh- shout out because i enjoy you guys and i i do um enjoy what you do um Michael, I like when you get um, into, you know, when you guys were talking in in the episode Kenosis Theory, that's what it was. And there was this long stretch where Michael gets really um, into it and teaching. And I'm just sitting there and I I was um, ironing my curtains, which makes me sound 80. Yeah, Um, sure does. 85, 85 at least. 85, okay. So that's what I was doing. And I, I just stopped and I was really just listening. And then other times I think, oh, man, two dum-dums. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime lover. There's that. There is that. 
Well, you know, for for one, I I appreciate uh, you listening and and sticking with us through the dumb stuff that is said quite often, especially when some people start talking about sucking a big. How how did you put it, Sean? Sucking the church, the church cock, man. Yeah, that that's just so family friendly. Hey, hey, what what did you say? We your explicit content. You click play, dude. You should know what you're walking into. <laughs> yeah. And if you've listened this long, then you know what Michael and Sean are about. So. Well, not only that, but if that's the thing that turns you away, then this is not. A conversation not you want to be a part of anyway. You know? yeah, no. you're, not, you're not listening. Because, not listening sure, I said it in a very vulgar, hopefully humorous <laughs> way, but I really meant what I said. Like, that's how I feel. You play this role, and that's what that is, you know? So, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> if you don't I, like sure how I say it, then fuck off, bitch. Right. <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got friends that listen to Howard Stern every day his radio show <clears throat> you know and then there's like chuck and larry here in detroit and there's uh i think mike and mike the show mike and mike i don't know just super like, yeah, yeah dirty stuff on 101 wrf the riff it's like eh, if you're listening to that you don't have virgin ears that's for sure exactly so at least and you're getting some real, good content you know, here just just like you've you've talked about um just because i say fuck damn or shit i'm not going to hell no god god's gonna look at my heart yeah and he's gonna look at what i've what i've done and hopefully how i've tried to be and failed several times but but how i try indeed indeed very good well i enjoyed this sean it was all right you know. All right, it's just all right. <laughs> I agree, it's kind of boring. Um, but you guys, I, I I love you, but you've kept me up past my bedtime. Yeah, it's awesome. I agree with Mac. I want to go um to bed. I want to go yeah. to sleep. Well, we'll let you do that. Yep. Thanks again so much. And uh, if you ever want to be on again, let's do it. Well, let's see what the ratings are first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We can do that. We'll be just fine. Okay. All right, folks. It's been real. Peace. See you there. Cue up, Lou. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at unchurchedpod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.